Here are my thoughts on the power of a cloud in reference to cloud computing. As an end-all be-all, alongside artificial intelligence implementation around the world, augmented reality, device distribution, and general internet usage, I think that the cloud is simply the end game for everything. It was even initially predicted, I believe, by Steve Jobs at one of his developer interviews, app developer interviews in the 70s, you can find that on YouTube, where he discussed his basic experience with having most of his work offloaded to the server system he had set up. In other words, their personal cloud or the cloud system and network he was using. From there, he was able to discuss how he had basically zero issues with desktop client applications and how all its devices had no issues at all. From that standpoint, he essentially predicted how useful the cloud would be. I doubt he was the only one, but he was the first major player to see how much more needed to be invested in that general direction and have the resources and focus to figure out how to expand. I'm not going to necessarily comment on Apple and how they've approached cloud. From my personal point of view, they've, they've approached media, cloud storage, and licensing, but that's about it. And obviously some photo hosting. I don't know about files because I don't use the Apple ecosystem. But my understanding is it's for licensing of content, media storage, and then some photos. Anyway, do go alongside of that. And possibly some cloud hybrid device file storage as well. Once again, I'm not that familiar with the Apple ecosystem, so I won't elaborate. Yes, I could research it. I just want to focus on the subject of cloud right now in the general respect. So from that standpoint, obviously Google and Microsoft are making the bigger strides. Amazon, with Amazon Web Services, are making the biggest strides. They're the number one as far as cloud market dominance. I see that currently being very conditional as a lot of things need to be evolving and set in motion from now in order to make the cloud host basically everything. Amazon has the infrastructure they've built, but it's mainly for their manufacturing parties, their clients, their their storage rental for corporate and enterprise business applications, or I want to say infrastructure as a service and software as a service, as well as applications as a service. So they're hitting all three of those totems. They're not, to my knowledge, using it for anything else outside of their own personal need for product data gathering, product data mining, user preferences, logistical calculation, manufacturing calculation, anything having to do with logistics on their end, or how to produce the products they want, or how to categorize them in whatever computing power they need to test and configure, develop, prototype, and actually deploy the different web interfaces they need. That's primarily what Amazon's using their Amazon Web Services for, renting it out to enterprise users. They're still the number one market. Number two is Azure for Microsoft, and then number three would be Google currently. The cloud providers, I believe recently, I want to say is either Oracle or IBM, possibly Oracle. Drop to number three or four. I'm not entirely certain. It's either them or there might have been a different company that felt below them as far as cloud dominance. At any rate, 
I see mainly Google heading in the right direction for that. Amazon Web Services can. They have more of a head start. I believe Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, said that they had about a three to four year head start on the cloud service enterprise area. But that mainly has to do with their particular focus as far as how they set up cloud infrastructure. Google has multi-feature cloud, which allows them to use cloud internally and also deploy it to users and enterprises for a variety of functions and features. In that respect, I find Google to have a lot more flexibility and a lot more potential. Amazon uses cloud for select applications and mainly for renting. Google uses cloud for essentially everything and will continue to invest in it, whether it's deploying and developing games and applications, say, through Google Stadia, whether it's developing and eventually storing an operating system like Chrome OS or Android, or at least testing the modules for those, whether it's hosting media content like through YouTube or Google Play, whether it's hosting file storages like through Google Photos or Google Drive. Every direction that Google's taken, email, productivity apps, applications that are based on media consumption, productivity, what have you, everything is based on building from the cloud down as opposed to both Microsoft and Amazon that would be building from the client base or website and physical both maintenance and allocation, building from local to the user to the cloud system, Google is building essentially the other way around immediately. They're not building a productivity suite from the device to the cloud. They built it either hybrid or from the internet to the device, which is even more useful considering Google's mainly an internet company, which means that it would make sense for them to build primarily for the internet from the internet down to the user's local device in space. I find that logic to serve them very well long-term considering how much, many, how much more resources and focus and time will be poured into cloud computing. That's, in the very general sense, it's going to be unlimited. Unlimited space, unlimited power. Games are going to end up being more process and CPU and graphics intensive and require less latency. The only way you can accomplish that long-term is by investing more in cloud infrastructure and server reliability by upgrading server farms. As far as the concept of flexibility or infinite application, once again, pretty much all of Google's apps, consumer, commercial, internal, are all going to be hosted within Google's cloud. The more they invest in that, the less worry they have because they can have everything essentially in one architecture that's accessible through a variety of means and locations, to say the least. But that one point of access will give them the key to everything that they need to focus on, as opposed to being scattered on hybrid configurations or purely local to users' devices and locations and having to work with those conditions, which are unpredictable. They get to focus purely on Internet and cloud, which is fundamentally where all their strength is going to be and where the future of everything is. As a matter of fact, I predict that the power of the cloud is going to be so immense, not only is it going to be unlimited just due to the sheer amount of R&D, which is research and development poured into it, finance, and focus and marketing investment in general, and investor focus. I find that it's going to be 
the one-stop shop for everything as far as hosting everything creating basically everything storing everything obviously saving everything transforming all content online as necessary and as needed storing all files storing all photos storing you know creating ge generating editing updating and distributing media the idea of accessing the cloud and not having to run a whole system or file or package sites locally on your device the idea of being able to use cloud calculation and computing in general to solve global problems that can only be solved with that amount of computing power such as simulation programs that NASA would be using or that government systems would be using that the military would need to deploy and utilize that civilian applications would need to continue to use that defense department would have to utilize a very advanced version of because of how much information they have to store track and use to their advantage CIA what have you although Google Cloud and Cloud in general isn't designed for those clients the same architecture logic can be applied to those areas therefore the cloud section in general just has unlimited potential it's not going toward giving the user or giving a local space more power or more time to set things up it's going toward it taking care of everything eventually you're just going to access the cloud and it's going to just be one stop shop one tap to access whatever you want whenever you want you won't have to worry about downloading anything you won't have to worry about you know the battery of your device going out of whack or having enough space for a large enough hard drive or if you can take the time to upload content from your device to the internet or connection issues in general besides obviously just accessing the internet as a baseline since everything is going to be in the cloud you're going to be able to access every game on the planet no matter how advanced on the spot you're going to be able to access every productivity application that's going to save across multiple server systems synchronistically as it's set up now through Google services and Microsoft as well you're going to be able to update things in real time without having to worry about local system failure on your device or general machine you're going to have the ability to basically go anywhere you want with the least amount of babysitting on your end just focus just focus on having an internet connection and the entire world, everything you built as part of the digital environment will be accessible to you and everyone else as you choose to. And it's also going to be faster for companies to deploy what they need to to consumers, considering they can build whatever features they need to on the front end and back end. And on top of that, they can change what they need to very quickly and not worry about the conditions as far as the type of device or if the person has enough local storage, if the device has enough RAM, what have you, they don't have to worry about the user's settings and criteria. They can just deploy the changes on their end through a standard distribution model and also through basic system requirements, such as just using a browser. And all the changes will be taken care of on their end, which means that the user has less to think about and more that they can get done, and the company has more, both more control 
and an easier way to change what they need to on their end for the user to have better access to more advanced features, more complexity with doing basically no work that's extra. That's the basic overview of cloud. Once again, there's going to be more and more investment going here. A augmented reality, AR, you know. Uh, what was I thinking about? VR, virtual reality. Mapping, applications, everything is going to be essentially cloud. I give cloud about 10 to 15 years before it's the most dominant thing in the world and companies invest nearly nothing in local devices for users and I give I give it a solid six years before it's able to grow quickly enough to be an obvious choice for everything across the board as opposed to allowing doubt in the minds of technological leaders or CEOs or the mass populace. Because even though the cloud is very powerful right now, most general consumers and most business leaders either want a hybrid setup, which makes perfect sense considering it's very practical to have something saved in both locations just in case and just for the sake of safety and for the sake of being able to have control over your information we have access to. That makes perfect sense. But there's more of a idea where the user has to set more things up locally on their part and less of the idea that as long as they have internet, they could access whatever they want to at the least amount of work. That's still not the most dominant mindset as far as common user experience with technology. But I think that is the future, considering that will be what happens as, you know, earlier mentioned Steve Jobs pointed out in one of his conferences I love the cloud I actually love the possibility of it eventually the cloud is just going to stream whatever it streams whether it be an operating system or media straight to your TV straight to your phone your laptop whatever device will exist in the future your smartwatch if that evolves augmented reality and as opposed to your device overheating everything's going to be taken care of on the back end as a matter of fact, imagine a service in the future where all media is literally created besides for a device that's capable of capturing and recording media to begin with. All media is created and edited within the website, whatever, you know, website's going to be used for accessing it, a platform, what have you, directly there as opposed to having to plug in your device to your computer for, like, say, photo editing or having to save it to a cloud and having to download the image from cloud to your local desktop, having to download a separate application to edit the media, edit it, set it, save it, and publish it with the right file type and the right size requirements to the right platform using their criteria. <sighs> oh, excuse me. With cloud, it's all going to be a direct streamlined interface. So you won't have to worry about storage or any of those other things. Your focus will simply be, I've captured what I need to media-wise. Going to the site, entering a URL in my browser. Here's the site. Let's edit the content. This software web application responsible for editing this media that I already captured will be updated in the background. It'll refresh itself. It'll always have the most up-to-date features. I get to use this. The moment I'm done, I just submit it, save it, or link it. I don't have to worry about downloading a file size. I don't have to worry about a file type necessarily as much. I don't have to worry about 
pretty much any of this stuff. It's all taken care of on the back end by a company who specifically deals with architecture as far as files and media and everything that the user doesn't want to think about and frankly needs streamlined and simplified. All that's going to be taken care of behind the scenes automatically so that the user doesn't have to focus on it. AKA an example would be Google Assistant, how the AI runs in the cloud. And the smarter all this technology gets, the more information sent to the cloud and in combination with artificial intelligence, it's able to find better and better solutions and then deploy those solutions to either through access or through download to all the local devices. Same logic behind how the Tesla cars, I think Model Y and Model S, or is it Model 3? It could be all three. How those models are likely to be the first cars in the world to be dominantly robo-taxis in the next coming years, due to the fact that the deployed fleet of those cars have the sensors necessary to capture the most accurate data for the environment around them, figure out the calculations needed for creating the most efficient and most effective self-driving system with the most essential work. Notice how I didn't say the least amount. Send that information, telemetry, trigonometry, geography reading, lighting, object decomposition, traits, relationships between data points captured, what have you, whatever the information needs to be. Taking that information acquired by the sensors attached to the vehicle, sending it to the Tesla network of servers on their end, calculating the general environments, how to navigate it through a software application on their end or a series of applications, and then through the Tesla charging stations or at home through their charging stations or their computer access. I don't want to say terminals, just probably applications at that point. Being able to download the latest configured and standardized updates to deploy to the entire fleet of cars pretty much overnight. I know that currently for the latest models of Tesla cars with all the telemetry and all the mathematics understanding geol not geology, my mistake. Geography, there you go. Geography and geometry in general. Understanding all the calculations of the environment and driving rules, spatial differences, what have you speed, time, calculation. Using all the information gathered from the fleet, I already know that their information, maybe not on the most speedy timeline or the quickest processing space and time work, framework, there you go. All that information is being sent to Tesla servers with either engineers in the background formatting the updates or the information being collected and understood by the server system and then being mass deployed overnight, you know, whatever the timeline is for updates to the cars automatically. So a lot of users who use Tesla vehicles are noticing that one day their car has a lot of features, the next day they get an update automatically from Tesla servers, I think wirelessly and then they get a whole host of new features and their car just got smarter and the driver themselves didn't have to do anything and it's all taken care of in the cloud because the car is designed to learn over time to gather better and better information to send that to a giant network the network learns the best way to navigate terrain and automatically sends that back to every car model that's applicable to use the information 
And right there, the card just got smarter, it just got more useful, and it's because it's connection to the cloud, because the cloud is unlimited potential for data gathering calculation, relationships between data points, deploying partitions between forms of data and their connections to applications in general. And then obviously the connection between the cloud and the device or whatever target destination the cloud services have. I truly believe that in the future, there's going to be very few, say, for example, in entertainment, very few movie theaters that will be downloading an entire movie to be shown using a Windows operating system. It's likely to just be played straight through either a, a format or medium like Facebook or directly through a system like YouTube. Besides that, there might also be streaming in a service such as Spotify to, say, a club or through a concert or what have you. And it's going to be considered more cost-effective, faster, more streamlined, and hopefully at that point, high enough quality where they just have to plug in most of their instruments or most of their media broadcasting devices or what have you straight into those systems so that you just use the internet and use cloud power or cloud storage to access what you need when you need to as opposed to having to set everything up on your end. Now there's good reason why those venues set a lot of things up on their end and save everything locally because they currently have control, they get say, they get to load everything properly so quote unquote doesn't go off without a hitch. They make sure that their tools, instruments, mechanics, and equipment in general works up to par so that they have control over how the experience is, you know, conveyed to the audience, the users, the consumers, the viewers, what have you. But in the future, I believe the cloud technology will be efficient enough where it's going to be the most trusted way of getting access to basically anything. Right now, I'm not sure how many users use these things, but I know, for example, on my end, I, I own a Chromecast, and it's replaced 99% of my viewing for basically anything on my TV, as opposed to getting a cable set top box or having to download a million different apps that each stream their own content. I mainly access YouTube or Google Play Movies and TV, some of the applications like Netflix, or occasionally third-party applications that stream. But this one small device, considering it's accessing cloud interface through the internet, is bringing me what I need to when I need it without any extra features, without any extra focus or anything extra for me to set up on my end that I may not need. So I get to focus on what I need when I need it and nothing else. And once again, I think that's the dominant mindset that most of the consumers are going to have in the future. Besides maybe want to experiment with new technology, it's going to be how can I get what I need and nothing else considering I just want to save time and I want to save effort in general. Given that, I also think that we're going to use the cloud to, for example, on Amazon's behalf, figure out how to construct smart homes on a mass scale using engineering and complement to artificial intelligence calculation as far as how to design a smart house, inputs, suggestions, parameters, data points, what have you. Amazon's going to use that to build better products, to build things in general, to learn how to be a quantum leap in construction paradigm so that they can build better and smarter things using everything that they can possibly get their hands on. And they're likely to be at a lot of basic manufacturers or a lot of construction companies and building the most efficient, the most cost-effective, the most this, that, and the other, 
considering with their AI and their cloud servers, they can afford to calculate the machines that can that can be deployed to an area and build homes automatically or build the next office building or fill it with equipment and technology or whatever they need, you know, as far as how to keep a facility running reasonably. They can use that to build cars. They're already building their own airplanes. So using the cloud technology, which is unlimited processing power long-term as far as how these companies are treating their server farms, technically they can have access to infinite power, which then for Amazon, why wouldn't they be using it to create all the products that the world needs? Why wouldn't they be using it to build schools, literally building entire facilities as opposed to renting them out? Why wouldn't they use it to build trains, to build every plane in the world, to build jets, to build homes, you know, full-fledged homes? You know, why can't they build a mansion in the future when they have enough information and are able to calculate everything on the go? The simplest access for their engineers and for their consumers to add information to their system to learn from them that's where Amazon would likely head and also upgrading their website, providing more services to every other company that would need access to that unlimited power for hopefully reasonable cost. And then being able to build their own products from that idea so that their products would be the most efficient and most popular and high quality across the entire globe, which would beat the unholy heck out of companies that build products that hopefully last one or two years or older brands that relied on just brand loyalty as opposed to Amazon being able to build the perfect product for what most need and moving on to next things, either the next product in their catalog, the next server system, or being able to upgrade their business model so that they can sell other features and services to customers, meaning that they only have to focus on building a product once or making sure that enough people get it so they can move on to the next thing in their, their business model or their revenue stream, if you will. Microsoft is going to, and they're doing it more recently, they're going to invest even more in cloud to build probably hardware products such as TVs and laptops, most likely. They're definitely using cloud for applications, hybrid, local, and cloud processing, same as what Google's doing with Google Drive and their Google Cloud Suite. But Microsoft's investing most of the Azure stuff currently into enterprise, not necessarily the most investment into consumer use that's going to change but Microsoft's heading that direction with their media distribution with their media hosting with applications productivity maybe even with operating systems we'll see but they're likely to be investing even more in cloud and have almost everything they have invested in cloud considering how much more flexibility it gives them versus trying to do everything locally or trying to adapt to users' preferences, behaviors, and their particular device models and needs and what have you. For Google, they may not have built everything they need so far, but they've built very strong frameworks for a lot of the essentials they need, such as Google Cloud Suite, Google Drive, Docs, Slides, Sheets, what have you. Web hosting with YouTube, being able to create cloud accounts and using, you know, productivity applications for payment processing, uh, keeping track of your account information, saving passwords, password manager, stuff that, you know, Chrome would do, and being able to evolve that everlastingly. Because even though Google may not be the head 
honcho or the head leader in cloud technology yet they know all the right directions to go into so that they can be that way five or six years from now they can be the leader because they'll know all the right things to invest in and considering they are basically having access to everything in the world considering they're the search company there's nothing theoretically stopping them from being able to create a better version of the things that Microsoft would be producing. But considering Google would be coming from the cloud first, they'd be able to create a smarter version of it in the cloud and then create whatever other versions they need to. But they would be mainly focused in the cloud, which would get them to make the best possible software they could before allowing it to be deployed to users, either through streaming in the internet or through device download. Google would have a head start on that. They'd be able to copy most of what Microsoft needs. They'd be able to streamline all their services to be everything the user needs and taking care of everything extra in the background without the user having to think about and continuously updating the applications and services. Every other company I don't know about. More and more businesses are choosing either Facebook pages or in enterprise technology, they're choosing to rent out server systems and go quote-unquote multi-cloud, which means that they're renting out space from Amazon, from Microsoft, and from Google for Azure, Google Cloud, and AWS, Amazon Web Services. That's probably going to be a very practical reality for the next five to ten years until one of these companies inches along and figures out precisely how to get a head start on its other competitors, on the top leaders in tech by producing a quantum leap in something or producing the right type of service that no one's seen or used or needed yet or simply investing even more in what already works so that the consumers adopt it even quicker or enterprise companies adopt the product or service even quicker considering if you're starting from cloud remember you have unlimited access and unlimited power the more you invest in that the quicker you can build the right thing the strongest thing considering you have the space to you have like an unlimited sandbox to test everything you want in, and with applying artificial intelligence and right engineering principles, theoretically, you can build the most powerful thing that's going to last 20 years right now. And if Google, which I know they're doing, they're focusing mainly on cloud and artificial intelligence, they're focusing on that, then they're going straight to the biggest pool of resources that's going to give them the strongest result with the least amount of work, which at the end is going to be exactly what gets them ahead in so many areas of, the, of uh, their business or the game, I was going to say. I don't see them as being stoppable necessarily, and that's kind of a good thing, to say the least. If they abuse power or if something else changes from an ethics or political standpoint, that's going to be questionable. There's going to be controversy there. I'm not going to comment on that because, frankly, those things are going to keep coming around considering how much more powerful technology will get. There will be controversies. There will be hurdles, obstacles, challenges, questionable actions, decisions, products that know too much, privacy invasion, that stuff's going to continue, and we're going to have to keep evolving our understanding and our relationship to technology. But the only way for us to move forward practically is with the power of the cloud. It's unlimited. It keeps growing. It can fix basically everything, considering it's the world's biggest storage basis for fixing whatever we need to through the power of calculation and data gathering. And I don't see anything in the future, technology or not, being able to be 
super effective or incredibly powerful long-term as far as use, unless it's developed within a cloud environment or using cloud power. You don't necessarily need a cloud technology provider to build the world's best knife. But you do need it to build a knife that's going to work for everything you want without breaking using the best material. Assuming that you would have the ability to scan the planet for the best materials to produce the best knife using design principles and engineering to understand what would produce the strongest knife using the perfect angles, yada, yada, yada. There's actually an example of this kind of logic deployed in a TED talk where I'm trying to remember what the name of the company is. There's an AI and simulation program that was developed a couple years ago. And a team of engineers used the simulation program that has AI, artificial intelligence embedded into it. And it's all hosted in the cloud, if I understand this correctly. AI definitely was. And they researched how to make a car chassis. So the engineers experimented, they inputted their information, their data into this model. And then the AI got the information gathered from the engineers, what they inputted, and tested out God knows how many configurations over, I think, four days. And the end result was that the AI had produced in simulation a car chassis that had never been seen before, but that had all the perfect intersections of the right material, the right angles of all the parts put together that could resist the most impact, that would have the best weight heat and pressure distribution that could take the most long-term duration that would take the longest to break down basically it figured out the best of all worlds how to get it to work the best how it would look all that kind of stuff but the only way to achieve that kind of processing power is either to summon a hell of a lot of computers or just access the cloud which ironically is just a series of a lot of computers that are very powerful and that are designed to be I think in the future, cloud is going to be dual nature as far as both being hosted on a proprietary server farm by a big technology company and being rented out. But also, I believe that in the future, depending on where you live, whether it be in an apartment, or a condo, a mansion, or home, what have you, there's a high chance that we're going to also have a hybrid decentralized server system where you have a high quality and high class computer slash server linked to your home physically on your home or embedded in your home somewhere somewhere where a technician can reach it update it but you don't have to worry about it it'll be plugged into your home network you're going to be accessing that and others for the sake of closing off latency issues having better internet access better streaming abilities and just healthier computing power accessible more locally you're going to be also tapping into that server system, so it's going to be everyone sharing computer power with each other on top of accessing main server farms and hubs built by the main technology companies. So that's going to be a hybrid system. It's going to be almost like a decentralized network system of nodes for uh, consumer local installation along with proprietary and planned and designed server farms that are still maintained and still evolving that have been set up for God knows how long. I see that as being a hybrid. Eventually, it might be that every home just has a server node, and that could be all these technology companies need. If we end up having decentralized websites, such as 
a crowdsourced version of Google or Facebook or somehow Amazon or what have you. But for now, I believe the future is going to be a hybrid version of this stuff just to avoid latency issues, download issues, streaming issues, upload and download speeds, what have you. And that would be a version of cloud, but it would be almost quote unquote the people's cloud as opposed to a corporate cloud. The corporate cloud is not stopping, it's continuously growing. And the technology companies that aren't using cloud are either trying to build it desperately right now or accessing the technology cloud space from the big three providers or big five, depending on who the technology company is. I'm actually quite excited to see what happens here considering we don't have access to whatever we need to. We don't have to worry about calculation limits nearly as much, space limits or general limitation outside of what you'd have to pay or the internet access point to actually tap into these cloud systems. But I see us being able to use it to create the best hardware faster, to be able to mold the best products quicker, to be able to input all this data for cars to make the best cars quicker, to redesign road systems, transportation, redesign health products or how to redesign food or how to breakdown diet, real-time access to websites as opposed to needing applications locally downloaded so the user just gets to use a website without ever, ever having to think about maintaining something on their end. Unlimited access to augmented reality which will need the cloud to say the least to operate most efficiently. And then access to like legal documentation, emergency documentation, personal documentation, data, information, what have you. So all in all, I believe that the cloud is the best investment. It's not perfect. It still needs to grow, but it's one strong beast. I choose not to underestimate it. So that's my point of view on this. I'm focusing a lot and paying attention to what happens in the cloud space, considering it's just going to grow no matter what, like the internet itself in its own nature. But everything's pointing to the cloud being the answer or solution for basically everything. It's the perfect pathway for everything else to grow. It's the perfect pathway to allow the maximum growth and use without as much worry or work up front. The best of both worlds. That's how I see the cloud. I'm open to if it changes. I could be wrong. And it's just... I. Considering I tend to study the mechanics of power and as it relates to technology, I see almost nothing but power as it relates to the cloud service system. And it's fundamentally just a bunch of computers put into a room together, talking to each other and being hooked up to the internet. Pretty impressive for a pretty logical and straightforward design that occurred a couple decades ago that's now such a big powerhouse, basically everyone has to use it. So that's my point of view, that if that changes, I can update. But I'm excited. It might not appear in my voice. I'm talking at 3.34 in the morning, so yeah, not exactly full of marathon energy. But it's going to be like watching a mountain come out of the ground out of nowhere, where you didn't feel an earthquake first, there was no volcanic eruption, but you, did, you might have felt some tremors or the environment might have slowly been changing underneath your feet. Either way, that mountain is not to be ignored. It's powerful. You might as well respect it.
The cloud is powerful and it's infinite. We might as well enjoy being infinite now. Start using it and see where it takes us. We might be able to do everything. Who knows? Just enjoy the idea of being unlimited, I guess. Anyway, for now, bye.